Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe that is now reaching across the silver screen into the tiny little screens. We're talking TV. Um, uh, Wow, did not say that correctly, I don't think at all. Um, Big weekend for the MCU as it is D23, Disney's internal, not internal, Disney's, I guess, like homegrown fan club that offers them the opportunity to announce a bunch of crap just for their fans and bypass all the other Comic-Cons and not have to share the news cycle. And there's a million things happening over at Disney. Good God, Walt would be so happy at all the things that he, his empire, just his massive empire across multiple IPs and studios and theme parks around the world. I think, I think if, if he were around now, which he is, which which he is, and he's he's thinking he's got thoughts. Let me tell you. Yeah, I think he would just say, "Man, I love I love all this content. The brand synergy yeah. here is strong, gang. bar none." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And I, most people don't know about Walt's one hundred year plan that he sketched on the back of a napkin. Um, but streaming is there. Acquiring ESPN is there. Um, what else happens at Disney? Oh, um, uh, oh, I don't want to get too far into politics, but he's got a lot going on in his in his hundred year plan. Uh, we're gonna talk all <laughs> things D twenty three, everything that was that was announced from Marvel Studios, um, and there's quite a bit. I would say close to dozens of things announced. Um, we're gonna break down some of that, talk real quickly about it, have some reactions. My name's Manuel, and we're joined by a very special guest. It's Brent. Brent, welcome to the D23 wrap-up show. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's uh, going to be fun to, to talk about all this stuff. There's so, so, so much. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about, to me, the Marvel stuff was kind of the least heavy as far as like, maybe not, maybe Star Wars more so. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, boy, yeah, there were so many like animated projects and Pixar announcements and like, all sorts of like Disney Studios stuff um, that that Marvel felt a, a little bit maybe lacking in terms of the quantity as as usual, but maybe that's because stuff was shown like behind closed doors and stuff like that to people yeah. only there, uh, which we'll probably talk about some. But um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about it still. You're right. Weird mix of things that are publicly available. We got some trailers that were released publicly, and then we've got some things that only people in the room saw, and then some very light announcements, just like announcements of directors, and then seeing some of the cast and TV shows and movies. It's kind of crazy that, you know, somebody's keeping track of all of this, but there's a lot out there for MCU people. I, I guess we'll start with something that is at this point, just weeks away, and that is the uh, latest movie, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, They showed another trailer for this that was not released to us, some scenes. Um, Ryan Coogler said he's still editing the movie. Um, And apparently from the scenes that people saw there, it is a lot of Angela Bassett, um, I guess, trying to push back on countries, I assume, like America, but other countries who are trying to take Wakanda's resources, basically saying like, whoa, you need someone to help you with all this vibranium. Mm. Let us do it. And that's kind of one of the big, at least maybe political 
things when it comes to Wakanda. But Brent, I assume you're really excited for this movie. Just to, you know, the yeah. fact that there's so much turmoil behind the scenes that we just want to know what it is. Definitely. I, I really am. Um, I, you know, I'm overdue for a rewatch of Black Panther. Uh, I really, 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 really loved it and thought it was so well made. I think Coogler is an incredibly exciting director. Like Fruitvale Station and Creed are both incredibly like well made movies, especially mm. Creed. I was like cheering in that movie. Um, I thought Black Panther was, you know, an amazing MCU movie. Um, and I, I haven't, you know, aside from some drama stuff kind of like and gossip kind of about, you know, the production of this movie, um, I haven't really been following it super closely, but, but when I finally saw the Wakanda forever trailer, I was like, Oh hell yeah, man, this looks so good. Um, and, and that did, I just visually like the song choice with, uh, I know it turns into Kendrick at the very end, which I was like, Oh God, that's so good. But like the song choice, the visuals, I mean, Angela Bassett just killing it in this, in the kind of like monologue she's giving. Um, I'm really excited to see what it is, um, you know, and kind of like where it stands in, in the kind of like MCU world at this point. Like it's such a, like we were just talking about on the, on the she Hulk episode, like it's such a massive world now that like any one of these projects will have some like, important part especially how i you know i think the movies roles still kind of play that role um so i'm i'm curious to see kind of like yeah what they do about black panther like what they do about chadwick like yeah. it, it seems who like is it who's the new one for sure who's the new one but it seems like they're they are just straight up acknowledging you know his passing which i think like that's going to be interesting to see how they do it um so i mean i'm i'm really excited for it i think it looks great um and uh, yeah, which wish we saw, you know, some some more footage, but I guess it's coming out in like next month, uh, November soon. 11th, which is okay, pretty soon. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There's a, I mean, Namor is a massive introduction. We saw a lot of him in the trailer, but we'll have to see. I think, you know, he's he's a mutant. He can breathe underwater and stuff like that. Um, that'll be really interesting. But you're right. The biggest thing here is it's there's going to be a giant cathartic experience for everyone saying goodbye to Chadwick Boseman and how the movie handles that and how it maybe maps the way forward for Black Panther as a franchise within the MCU. Big part of that picking who the next Black Panther is. And we don't know. We really don't know. We got a glimpse, but it could be Suri. It could be Lupita Nyong'o's character. Who knows? Like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be wild. But that movie is coming out soon. Um, excited for that. Kind of tied to this, Ryan Coogler is executive producing uh, the show Ironheart. They showed some footage of that. Um, Ironheart, who is, is going to be in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, it'll be interesting. They announced that Anthony Ramos is going to be the Hood, um, who might be the villain. The Hood is a really interesting character. Um, kind of somebody who uses technology, but also magic. So it'll be interesting. And I, th I believe he's also like a, a, a kingpin type, like Anthony mm -hmm. Ramos, who is a great actor, but I feel it'll be interesting to see him kind of being a leaning into the, the kind of the, the bad, the bad side of, of his acting. Yeah. Well, hopefully not the bad side of his acting. Sorry. Uh, I didn't say that correctly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his, his kind of like a villainous side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited for that. Again, I know next to nothing. I know Ironheart's like a pretty new 
character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Riri Williams. Is is that yeah. the character name? I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see kind of like what uh, you know. It clearly has a connection to Iron Man, um, and so I'm curious to see like what that connection is you know, what the kind of like that relationship is with the villain, what the villain's kind of goals are. It's very like all, you know, like macro view of like what that show is and my interest. Cause I, I haven't seen anything from it really. Um, except I think I saw like some leaked picture of like the hood and he has a hood. Um, so uh, very curious about that one. Definitely. Um, the other thing that uh, they they showed only to people in the audience was footage of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. They also got to see uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror in this. Um, they got to see Bill Murray uh, as someone who's inside of, of the Quantum Realm. Uh, we didn't get to see all that stuff, but really excited for this. What seems like kind of a critical uh, a movie for for this phase of the MCU, I mean, yeah, you know, the quantum realm is is huge, but the fact that Kang himself is in this, uh, and and from the panel, uh, it directly it leads to Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, which is kind of a giant thing that we're looking forward to in two years. But uh, all cool to have yeah. Paul Rudd back. I mean, didn't see him doing so many movies in the MCU, and he's kind of one of the OG Avengers still here. That is very true. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for that one too. I think that uh, Kang is a really cool villain that had like an amazing setup at the end of Loki. Um, Mm. I think Jonathan majors is so far like really good as Kang like that, that, that was like my biggest takeaway from, I think like the whole Loki finale which it was the finale for that season. And I was like, man, Jonathan majors is such a fucking good actor. And like his kind of like interpretation of Kang is so cool and specific um, that he's, that he's kind of bringing to it. So, yeah. And I think, I think Peyton Reed is, is a really, has been a really good director for the, for the Ant-Man's and uh, you know, we're, we're getting into, into quantum realm stuff. I, I assume the multiverse is still playing a part in you know uh in in this uh since yeah. that's kind of kang's whole deal um so yeah i'm i'm super excited to uh see that that does that come out this year or is it beginning of next year like early it's next, next year? year it's coming out next year um yeah i could find this february of next hmm. year february 17th so wakanda then ant-man it's kind of like an order of release that they're going through these things okay yeah yeah um, and one of, one of the things about the Ant-Man movies too is they all, all of them, at least the last two, I won't say all, but yeah, the last two have kind of been built around a heist type format, especially with uh, mm. Paul Red's like old crew. And I feel like this movie is going to follow it, but maybe just be on a more epic scale. You know, what can you, what kind of heist is that going to be from Kang or, or the quantum realm or whatever, but it'll be nice. And Peyton yeah. Reed is, has, is going to be able to complete his trilogy of MCU movies, which will be huge. Yeah, absolutely. That, excited. That, that movie is super excited. Can't wait to see that. Then we got an actual public release of a trailer. This is something I am going to be really excited about. I feel like this is coming out. Uh, yep, this year. Didn't even see this on the radar. But that is mm-hmm. Werewolf by Night, uh, starring Gael Garcia Bernal, Laura Donnelly. There was a 
um, uh, a trailer for this, which came out very stylized, black and white. It's a special, so it's only one hour long. It's directed by Michael Giacchino, the composer who wrote all of the music for the MCU, basically. Uh, he's directing this one hour special. Filled okay. with style. Really fun. It's about a group of monster hunters that gather at Bloodstone Castle. Um, and they come to face to face with a dangerous monster. And we did see a little bit of Man-Thing, which is one of the coolest creatures ever created. Um, and there's some TVA stuff in the trailer too. But what do you think about this kind of out of nowhere special, Werewolf by Night? Uh, yeah, this this is <laughs> this is pretty exciting. Like John sent this uh, and I watched it and I was like, what is this? How is this a Marvel thing? Uh, you know, and we'll find out when we watch it. It'll be on Plus. It sounds like it's like a special. Um, mm. But yeah, I, wild that Giacchino's directing this. Um, yeah, it seems like it just has like an insane style to it that I that I really appreciated. Like um, very obviously, like kind of like forties, even earlier, like horror. Yeah, um, which is a, a cool vibe for a kind of like. I assume it's going to be like a Halloween thing, right? Like it's got to be like a. I yeah comes out uh, October seventh, which is really soon. But I think yeah, it is geared yeah, towards wow. watching it in the spooky season. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, get ready for for Halloween, the new MCU drop. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. Gil, Gil Garcia Bernal is in it. Like he's a he's a really great actor. Uh, go watch Old if you, if you haven't. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. It's like a very different. Uh, it's one of those one of the things that uh, and listen, I, I like the MCU a lot, but it's like a truly surprising kind of thing that we see pop out from, from the kind of MCU world now. It's like, wow, I didn't expect something like this. And uh, here we are. So pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. And it is, it is a comedy is what they're, they're kind of crafting it as watch the trailer. It's obviously not super serious. Um, Kevin, I'm reading now, Kevin Smith was working on a, on kind of a version of this at one point. Um, But yeah, it'll be really cool to have also Michael Giacchino, who is one of the best, like he also did a, He's won Oscars and stuff. I think he did like a bunch of Pixar movie music, mm-hmm. um, Star Trek, uh, obviously the big MCU Star stuff. Wars, right? Didn't did he do Rogue One? Uh, it's possible. Yeah, yeah he did he Rogue did One. one. He yeah. did Rogue One. So really, I think one of the best living composers for movies. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll be exci- it'll be exciting to see this, and it's going to be something we haven't seen before. I don't think we've ever seen a one hour special from from MCU. Uh, but yeah, that'll be exciting for us. Okay. The next thing we got another publicly released trailer for the series secret invasion, um, which is going to be coming out soon, I believe. Yeah. In 2023, but it's saying early 2023, that could just straight up be January when kind of when WandaVision came out, this Mm -hmm. trailer featured so much. I think Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Kobe Smalders, Martin Freeman and Don Cheadle, all kind of in this like political thriller. Of course, we got a lot of scroll action with the multiplication of identities and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm interested in the timeline. It seems like the Department of Damage Control is around. We don't know kind of what Nick Fury's been up to this whole time. And he's been in space. You know, 
he's been in space and i just don't know like there's so many things don Cheadle has bodyguards in this uh like it's very it feels very ominous the show like a born yeah. movie or something like that but, yeah <laughs> yeah secret invasion sounds like it looks at least like it's going to be really cool yeah it does uh that uh that that trailer was was uh pretty exciting i mean it's it very much feels like a kind of like yeah like a political spy thriller almost like there's a lot mm. of like spy stuff kind of intrigue going on and secret invasion at, at one point i thought i thought they what i know about secret invasion was that it was it was a pretty big story for the m not not even mcu but the marvel comics and that um you know, had some pretty far reaching consequences. So, and I think I, in my memory, at least I remember there being some of the pretty big MCU characters signing on to be in it. I mean, I know Amelia Clark is apparently going to be the villain. Yeah. Uh, Daenerys herself. Wait, is that her name? Yeah. It was weird to say so. it now. Daenerys. Targaryen. Daenerys? Yeah. Yeah. Daenerys. Why does that sound so weird to say now? Um, but yeah, so uh, she's in it, which is cool. Glad she's, she's, uh, you know, uh, still getting cool projects, um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it looks really good, and I, I'm curious to see, again see like what it does for the MCU. It feels like it's going to be a more like this is what our grounded Earth characters who aren't mm. necessarily superheroes like this is what they're dealing with, um, and it sounds like they're dealing with like a you know a, a secret invasion. You yeah, could, you could it, say. So, yeah. One of the most. This is one of the most fun comic book series I, or like runs. I I wonder how far they'll go with the scroll stuff. Um, whether they're going to start impersonating um, like superheroes or politicians, it could get pretty wild. But yeah, it'll be yeah. yeah I'm, it's always good to see Nick Fury back in the MCU now without Shield, kind of doing his own thing. Um, yeah. It'll be pretty fun. Okay, the thing, the the other series that will be I, I immediately connected to this is Armor Wars, starring Don Cheadle. We don't know a lot about it. It's going to be six episodes, another miniseries. Um, but Don Cheadle has been—he's kind of his character of uh, Rhodes and War Machine. Pretty interesting. He's in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier for a little bit. In fact, he got nominated for guest actor for that as well. <laughs> but you know, yeah. we we see him in Secret Invasion. And he is going to be in Armor Wars. It'll be, I don't know what shoes he fits in. He's always kind of like the pseudo U.S. military or government in a lot of the series, especially in mm -hmm. Iron Man, kind of on the side of America, um, uh, at yeah. least in the big sense. So I'm, I'm interested to know what this show is going to be about and how he might take some of the mantle from Iron Man. Or maybe it's going to be a little bit more complicated for him and in his relationship with the United States government, kind of like Falcon and winter soldier, I guess. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Armor Wars, Don Cheadle, great actor. Yeah. Don Cheadle, great actor. Uh, and yeah, I think, uh, I think Ironheart is in that also. I think it, yeah. it like ties into Ironheart. Uh, it would make sense at least. Um, it's like the Iron That's Man good. extended family. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I again, I know nothing about even less than than Ironheart. This one, uh, so but um, should be interesting. Yeah. 
a lot of rumors um, were go going into this assumed that we would get some Fantastic Four news as well, which we didn't get, but it's okay. We They did uh, confirm the director's Matt Shackman, who did so well in WandaVision. Like, mm -hmm. I can't even, I mean, when we talked WandaVision, he is a child actor who grew up in sitcoms, who got to direct an MCU about wanda being stuck in sitcoms it kind of was like perfect and yeah i think we off off pod we talked about how inside of marvel studios the entire team who did wandavision is like the they consider them some of the best um to ever be a part of the mcu and to have the director of wandavision now directing fantastic four i think is really uh, good and especially since we had uh some we did have a director who who stepped away from it um so uh of course like they haven't even started probably building sets so it's not that far along yeah and uh yeah i think you know i think a lot of people were expecting casting i know i i was definitely expecting casting but i i was reading uh something was it feige himself or it was somebody that was saying like there's no cast yet you know, at least firmly decided because, you know, Matt Shackman, the director actually wanted input on the cast mm. for his movie, which sounds logical, uh, but I don't think is always the case with, with MCU projects. Like they're, they're very much on a tight schedule now uh, with the way things kind of have to roll out due to kind of like the, <clears throat> the structure, the story. Yeah. yeah, the larger picture. Um, so I think it seems very important to them and, and I think for good reason to like really nail the fantastic four. And that comes down to casting. It's like, you're, you're dealing with, uh, like <clears throat> to me, like what I, what I am thinking of the future of the MCU, like the fantastic four and like, uh, you know, especially like Mr. Fantastic and stuff and their family, their kids, I think are really going to be the future of them, the MCU to a degree that like, I think they're going to be the closest that we come to like the next Iron Man or Tony Stark and Captain America. So I think they're realizing how important that is and they really want to nail it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's coming out in two years, so they're, they're getting on. Yeah. It, I guess. yeah. November, 2024, this movie will be in theaters leading up to these Avengers movies. So it'll be a, it's a big task, I think um for matt shackman but you know it's gonna happen like it's kind of like blade they announced that years ago and <laughs> you know it's it's gonna happen um hopefully yeah. uh they also got some footage this is again just for d23 of echo the show if you were worried that vincent d'onofrio's kingpin was shot at the end of of hawkeye no worries he's back he's got an eye patch on uh, it is going to be, I think, a, an indigenous cast. I think the trailer when they showed it had subtitles, which was great for people who are hard of, of hearing. Um, but the show has completed filming, and this is something that's going to come out pretty soon. Um, uh, I'm going to look at the release date now. But uh, yeah, a movie, a show that I think I didn't think that I would have watched after until after seeing Hawkeye. Because um, I was like, what an intriguing character. Yeah, a great actress. Um, it comes out summer of 2023. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see kind of what that is. Um, I, you know, and maybe this will segue into talking Daredevil too, but I think it's going to be linked to that. I mean, uh, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, is, mm. um, is, is, you know, I think going to be in both shows. So 
I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's a lot of overlapping between Echo and and Daredevil, and and not just because uh, you know Echo is deaf and Daredevil is blind, but that you know feels like it could be a kind of an interesting thing to examine in the, in those shows, uh, which I think they might do. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that one too. And I also like uh, you know wouldn't have really expected it until watching Hawkeye being like, this is a pretty intriguing character in the show. And they're like, she's getting a show too. So yeah. 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 I'm, uh, I've, and I think there was some stuff revealed. I'm not going to talk about it on the pod, but that the footage revealed some pretty big things too, especially when it comes to daredevil, which I guess we can talk about next daredevil born again. Christian, um, is a new series mm-hmm. that is, co- it's not, not born again, Christian, but it is called <laughs> daredevil born again. Um, it is 18 episodes long, just like, pretty an actual series from you know like kind of fitting that netflix mold because it's not a six app or an eight app mini series filming will start in 2023 they showed a logo i think a lot of people are really excited because daredevil i think at least from the crop of netflix shows is the one that kind of did really well and a lot of people responded to i mean there's so much drama that can happen especially with kingpin and everything that's going on in hell's kitchen but are you excited for Daredevil Born Again? Man, yes. Uh, this is honestly, yeah, Daredevil Born Again is, is I don't want to say, I don't want this to sound too hyperbolic, but it might be my most anticipated MCU thing. Wow. Like, at least out of the shows, I'll say that, at least out of the shows, because, um, yeah, Daredevil's been my favorite comic book character my favorite mcu character my favorite marvel comics character um for for quite a while and uh you know i i i liked the first season the second one i thought was was uh you know better and the third i think was like amazing i think the third season of the netflix show i think like absolutely perfected like like the the I watched it so fast, man. I was so invested yeah. in it. Like the and they the, all dropped at once, right? Like it was still doing that. I think so, I think they did, yeah. Um, and the thing about that too, and I I think I was I was telling anybody who would listen at the time is like the the place that this show ends that you know that season three of Daredevil ends is it's you know it's in a kind of like lighter place. There's, you know, they've, they've kind of like gotten out of like uh, some of the darker stuff that they'd been going through and it left it, it teed it up perfectly for um, MCU taking in Daredevil. So while it's taken some time because, you know, they had to wait for the Netflix rights to lapse and, mm. and not put Daredevil on screen again for like two or three years or something uh, that was in a contract. But um, I'm so excited to see what they do. Um, anybody listening or anybody out there who thinks daredevil has to be dark and gritty like the netflix show just read yeah. the mark wade uh daredevil run of comics he did so many and in my opinion are the best depiction of daredevil uh even better than frank miller like it's and it's lighter it's like a lighter tone it's a lighter setting like i said like at you know halfway through wade's run he moves to san francisco and like is, is adapting to that environment. So I think he's going to fit in just fine uh, with the MCU. I don't think he has to be dark and gritty at all. Um, that stuff from the Netflix show was like, it was fine, but that's not why I love Daredevil. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what they do. 
so excited that um, D'Onofrio is back too. God, he's so good on those shows. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. It seems like the story, because it's 18 episodes long, will probably be incredibly vast and complicated. Um, but yeah, they added, especially if it takes place in New York, kind of the hotbed for heroes in the MCU. I feel like there is potential for a lot more crossovery type stuff. Um, not necessarily needed, but I just think it's going to be hard to be operating in Hell's Kitchen, which is only like 10 blocks in Manhattan and not have, yeah. you know, Spider-Man, Hawkeye, everyone else kind <laughs> on of your ass, around. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Echo is makes sense. She-Hulk, I wouldn't rule out an appearance there considering he's going to be, you know, part of her show. Um, yeah, but it, it, it'll be exciting. And I feel like especially when it comes to uh, building a team, the Daredevil team already uh, exists and kind of is is doing it well. Like it's not a crapshoot. It's whether or not you can get an actor for 18 episodes and whether the show works out like they've already yeah, done seasons yeah. of this. So like we're just going to get a continuation of what everyone loved, which I think is going to be great and very different from all the other MCU stuff. Disney Plus. Um, yeah. So, well appreciated. Well, speaking of another season of a show, Loki season two, uh, there were some things shown about that show. Uh, 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 the biggest, uh, I think, announcement was Kehu, how do you say his name? Kehu Kwan from Everything yeah. Everywhere All at Once and Indiana Jones. Um, Temple of Dune is, uh, is going to be an employee, a TVA employee. There was an internal, not an internal, just a trailer showed to the people who were there. They got a lot of quick cuts of Loki and kind of the, um, uh, uh, I, I guess the, the people you like, Gugu Mbasa Ra back as well. Kang is, is, is a huge part of the show still. Um, and then, of course, Tom Hiddleston is back. Kind of, you know, I don't know how many times he's played Loki in the MCU, but he's back for more. Um, but Ten Loki, years. pretty... You know what? I will say this, too. Like, from at least the metrics that we hold, and maybe even, out, um, like, um, anecdotally, Loki was a really well-received and well-watched show. Maybe one of the top two, at least, from the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh... I, I loved Loki. I thought Loki was great and really imaginative and uh, so much fun. Uh, just the dynamic with like Owen Wilson and Loki and uh, all of that. Um, I'm really excited to see where season two goes. You know, I think uh, Kehi Kwan being in it is, is awesome. Uh, he clearly proved that like, uh, like he should have been in stuff, uh, you know, if he wanted forever, to be, he didn't know yeah. if he wanted to, but like, it would have been amazing if he's been acting since fucking temple of doom, you know, like, uh, or Goonies. I forgot which one was later, but, um, yeah. So that's, that's really exciting stuff. Yeah. So Loki season two, we'll watch that. It's coming out next year. Okay. We've only got three things left. Um, oh and they are pretty big movies, I gotta say. Captain America, New World Order, a kind of a huge uh, continuation of the Captain America story. Um, uh, of course, a lot of the people from Falcon and Winter Soldier 
will be back, including Danny Ramirez as mm-hmm. Joaquin Torres, who might be the new Falcon. We'll Falcon. see. And uh, uh, I'll, there, well, there's a lot in this show, but the biggest thing I got, or sorry, in the movie, the biggest thing they announced was Tim Blake Nelson is back mm-hmm. from the Incredible Hulk, the yeah. Edward Norton movie from 2008, as the leader who is a really cool villain. Um, at least I think I don't think they showed what he would look like, but um, I'm excited that, you know, his small character from a movie that a lot of people skirt over is, is back <laughs> in the MCU playing, I think someone who is like a mastermind. Um, yeah. And I think one of the things I assume from new world order is we're going to be touching on a lot of countries with their own versions of captain America is what I am assuming oh. happens here, which will be interesting. Yeah. Um, to see but what do you think about captain america new world order uh, i'm really excited for this especially uh i mean god i love tim blake nelson and like that that really did feel like one of those kind of like they dropped the ball moments of like uh you know like oh god they were setting up the leader and like he's a great mm-hmm. actor and especially now we're gonna get like the big green head uh, we're going to get like full comic accurate, like hopefully kind of like the kind of silliness or they'll probably spin it into like making him, you know, scary. Cause he was kind of like trans use morphing. His head was getting all massive at the end of that movie. But um, I'm really uh, excited for that. I, I, I think I liked captain, you know, uh, Falcon and the winter soldier more than a lot of people. I liked, uh, you know, the kind of like Bucky and um, uh God, what is what is Captain America's name? What's his character's name? Sam. Sam. Yeah, they're they're dynamic. Um, and th- you know, I think a lot of the political stuff that show got into was really was really cool to see. U.S. agent was was you know, which we'll talk about again pretty soon. Um, yeah. But uh, happy happy for Wyatt Russell. Um, where where my Wyatt heads at? Uh, but no, um, I'm excited for this though. Yeah, it seems like a, lo- a lot of the same team, same writer as as uh, that show. Uh, is is returning for this. So it'll be cool to see kind of like where the Captain America specifically saga kind of goes next, you know? Yeah. The uh, the next thing we'll talk about, you alluded to it in a little, a little while ago. Thunderbolts is kind of, I I think this is maybe one of the most, a lot of the shows we've, or movies we've talked about, just looking back here, are all continuations, Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. They're continuations of existing franchises. Um, Even Echo, because we saw her in Hawkeye. But Thunderbolts is sort of, we know the characters, but sort of is an unknown, I think. Because it is a cast of supporting, quote-unquote, villains. Um, It includes Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine, played by Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Red Guardian, played by David Harbour. Ghosts played by Hannah John Kamen, U.S. Agent White Russell, Taskmaster, Taskmaster Olga Karlienko, Yelena B- Belova a Black, uh, from Black Widow. I guess she is the Black Widow now. Florence Pugh, and then the Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan. I think this cast is already amazing. Um, I have a feeling this is going to be really fun. I mean, just imagining Florence Pugh and Sebastian Stan as maybe the leaders of this group, along with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, is uh, is exciting on its own um but thunderbolt seems like it's already a, one of going to be my most anticipated things just to see how how it works i will say it's heavily like let's see here we've got a couple people actually the majority of this cast is from 
uh, Black Widow, <laughs> the movie. Um, there's yeah. a lot of people here, I guess, from uh, like uh, uh, Captain America. Baron Zemo's not on this list. I think a lot of people assumed he would be there. But mm. what do you think about the Thunderbolts? I think it's pretty exciting. This is one that uh, I didn't really expect or at least haven't really heard about rumors and stuff like that. Definitely of like who's going to be in it. But uh, I mean, this group of people, I mean, it's it's essentially like the MCU Suicide Squad, right? Like that's that's how yeah. I've heard people talk about it. Like it's she's getting a, a group of people together who are maybe not like the, you know, uh, kind of a, the shining star of like moral integrity, I guess. Uh so, and, and I mean, yeah, she's getting like the best elements from Black Widow as far as I'm concerned, like Red Guardian and Yelena are like, Yelena, especially in uh, uh, Hawkeye, I think is like, she's so, I mean, Florence Pugh is like amazing. Um, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, the, everybody else as well, like seeing US agent back and, and Red Guardian and um, got Taskmaster. I don't even remember Taskmaster from uh, Black, Black Widow. Widow, the person playing taskmaster i don't remember yeah it's kind of a reveal yeah. at the end who it is like it, it's a big moment but it's yeah. not necessarily that memorable i will say yeah um but no i'm pretty excited for it um yeah they got they got a fun crew like seeing louis dreyfus kind of like lead them yeah. is going to be a lot of fun being kind of like their amanda waller uh, yeah. I guess is what it kind of seems Nick, like. And, and I will, she is maybe doing the most Nick Fury in this phase because we have seen her in Black yeah, Widow. Yeah. We saw her in Falcon. Like it, she is building a team and we're actually seeing that happen across the MCU, which isn't something that's happening that often anymore. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's all individuals or like the established like Avengers mm-hmm. organization, uh, LLC, basically. So, um, yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be cool to see like a new team pop up. The only per- the person here that is maybe the one we've seen are the, the old, not the oldest in terms of age, but Ghost from the second Ant-Man movie is in this. And yeah, it's kind of like just a, a wild thing because she has been around for a while. But, uh, you know. Everyone else is kind of a new gen, this new phase of, of superhero uh, supporting. And and we also have Ghost, who's uh, really yeah, Ghost, cool. Yeah, Ghost was really cool in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, so uh, it'll be cool to see her pop up again. I, I do remember she was kind of like a bit of a kind of anti-hero. Yeah. You know, she's like yeah. the villain, but like, uh, you know, she has her own kind of, you know, goals and... Uh, you know, reasons behind her actions. She's a victim of her circumstance. She's kind of glitching out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, let's talk about the final movie that uh, was talked about at D23. And that is the Marvels starring Brie Larson, Iman Vellani and Tiana Paris. Uh, Two of those introduced through Disney plus series. Um, There's actually footage of the Marvels that also feature goose, the cat, but it seems like we know now what that stinger for Miss Marvel was if you remember the very end of the last episode, uh, 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 she uses her powers. Miss Marvel uses her powers, and she's suddenly the Brie Larson Captain Marvel in her room. And mm-hmm. now we know that for some reason, uh, along with Tiana Paris, is uh, oh shoot, I remember I forgot her character's name in WandaVision, but uh, they seem to switch place every time they use their powers. So, you know, mm. from New Jersey to space. 
to maybe uh, you know somewhere else on Earth. Like they, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a comedy, but they're constantly Freaky Fridaying it. Um, is that from what fun. I see. That's kind of what the movie is. Well, that's a, that sounds yeah. That I'm already a lot more into into this now. I it's not like I wasn't before because uh, it's like I loved uh, Miss Marvel, and so seeing you know her and like Brie Larson bounce off each other and and uh, you know all all three of them. But that sounds like a really fun setup. Like I can't wait to see Kamala Khan. Like I what I assume will be like probably the opening of that movie, like popping up in space into like mm-hmm. whatever scenario Brie Larson was in. Uh, or Carol Danvers, uh, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be good stuff. So yeah, I'm excited to, to see what that movie looks like too. Yeah. And Tiana Paris plays Monica Rambeau, who has a relationship with Carol Danvers. And I don't know if they've met since she went off into space and uh, Monica grew up. So I don't know. That'll be a fun, that'll be a fun reunion. And then of course, yeah, Kamala Khan is like the fan girl for, uh, you know, for Captain everything, Captain Marvel, that'll be huge yeah. too. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the show. And you know, one of the things that worked with Captain Marvel was the fish out of water of her being quote unquote Cree in '80s, you know, Earth. Um, yeah. And now we may get three times fish out of water. You know, uh, so that'll be I, really I'm fun. such a sucker. Yeah, dude, I'm such a sucker for fish out of water. That's like my favorite, <laughs> uh, like comedic trope. It's always used comedically. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I would love to see that. And and yeah, there's so many yeah, great character interactions that could come about with that. So Yeah. And the Marvels, I believe, is coming out next year. I can get you a solid date in July. So it's gonna be the big kickoff to the summer. Uh, okay. Yeah. MCU. But that is all of the D twenty three stuff. We went through it. We went through everything that we've learned and also, Brent, this is kind of a thankless thing because, I mean, in a couple days, some news will trickle out about another MCU thing. They don't necessarily always wait until a convention. They they yeah. just they just shoot from the hip. There's a million things going on over there, <laughs> Marvel. There's always casting dropping, or like you know, yeah. the director of this is going to be this person, and yeah, you're you're totally right. This could be a weekly pod. Well, it it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Really excited. Yeah. Excited for D twenty three. Maybe we'll go next year if they do this again, um, because there's a bunch of other non MCU stuff that make it kind of worth it. I think to just have a good time, watch some stuff before everyone else. Absolutely. Any, yeah. It would have uh, been fun to be in that room. Yeah. Brent, what do you? What do you? Uh, if you could work on any of the projects we talked about, which one would you work on? Daredevil, baby. Really? Actually, I guess so. I already closed it. Uh, I already closed the thing. So that's. I'll just say Daredevil. I, I a, might agree. Henchman, just as a henchman. Well, just in terms of job security, eighteen episodes is not bad. That's that like is, a network that's show. Crazy. That's like that's like CSI New York level uh, commitment to. Yeah. yeah, that makes me. You know what that makes me think? Not to get back into it for too long, but that makes me yeah. think they're going to do some. You know, some stuff that I love in the Daredevil comics of like actually doing cases because that's something oh. I would say the show. You know, for how much I liked uh, the Daredevil Netflix show, uh, never really did like any no. of that. Like, never did no. any of his lawyering when that's a huge they had a law office. They did. I, yeah. I remember the show. He he was he did have a law office, but they only took the most desperate cases for people who probably didn't have money. And I was like, how are they staying afloat? They're like doing this pro bono, you know, 
work for like a tenant yeah. at a apartment and i was like come on that's nice but how are you making any money from that get, get him get him to join the fucking uh she-hulk law firm, she Hulk's on, firm. Get that going. yeah yeah. Do some kind of asbestos case or whatever. Start doing personal injury. Get wild. Yeah. Get some this Tom J. Henry shit going. <laughs> DJ well, Henry. Well, thanks. Brent, thanks so much for being on the pod. I'm glad we were able to talk about so much D23. I mean, yeah. Thanks for having uh, me. We, we'll probably have a video pod up. People don't know this. We're wearing Mickey ears the whole time and mm. uh, wearing basically our Mickey Mouse clubhouse shirts. And oh, God. I I what else. Too many of them. Too many. Yeah. We're those adult Disney people, you know, the ones that those, those love Disney it. Adult. <laughs> Disney adults. Well, thanks so much for listening. We'll, you'll, you'll, uh, well, we'll talk to you later. Bye.